You are listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode number 184, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service and the Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 184. My name is Ron Richards, and as always, I'm here with... I'm Josh Flanagan. And our compatriot Connor is uh, still out on vacation, and so uh, we've tapped one of the uh, iFanboy cadre of writers to, to uh, fill in for him, and this week we're welcomed by the, we welcome the lovely Sonia Harris. How are you doing, Sonia? Hello. I'm okay, thanks. All right. It's good to have you. It's always fireworks when you're here. So. You know, Connor's on vacation? Because I thought he was... He told me he was on a government mission. Well, he he likes to dramatize what he does. He's a so. liar. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's a cover story. <laughs> so um, if you are listening for the first time, uh, we are uh, a podcast from the website ifanboy.com, which is all about comics, uh, where we read a ton of comics. And each week, one of us um, reads through all the books that came out that week or the books that we bought that week and and picks one, one very special comic that we de- that he, he or she deems as the pick of the week. And uh, then we come here and talk about it as well as all the other comic books that uh, that came out. Um, but before we get into it, a uh, quick warning. We're going to talk about what happened in the book, so we're likely going to spoil them, which means we're going to tell you what happened in them. So if you haven't read your books yet, you might want to just stop here, pause, come back, listen after you read them. Or if you don't mind getting things spoiled, then that's okay. Um, keep listening. It's your choice. So um, and, <laughs> and so this week, Josh has got the pick. So Josh, why don't you uh, tell us what, what you ended up with? Okay, now bef- before – did either of you read G.I. Joe Cobra number three? I did. Yes. You did. Okay, you both yeah. did. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm totally going to spoil this book. So okay. if you're listening, um, all you need to know, and then you can look in the show notes and skip ahead, um, is is that it was really, really good. And if you're not reading this series, you're blowing it for whatever reason. So there. Um, I, I had I had maybe the biggest week this week that I've had in, in, in recent memory. I mean, I had something like 20 issues or something. It was like – it was absurd. Jeez. And 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 GI Joe Cobra is a series that Connor picked the first issue of as his pick of the week a couple months ago, and and and, and you know when Connor picks a book like this, I I think to myself, oh, it's a GI Joe book, he likes that, whatever. But it made me go and check it out after the fact, and and I was like, oh, it's actually good. It's not. It's not. He's just nostalgic about it and thinks it's good. It's really good. It's like I almost think that the fact that it's called a G.I. Joe book is almost detrimental to the fact that people will then not take this seriously at all, especially after seeing that trailer for the movie. It, well, exactly. It, well, it, yeah. that's, that's a very good point, you know, because yeah. these bo- the series of G.I. Joe books that are going on right now, there's four series. One of them is, is related to the movie and then three of them are like a new take on the G.I. Joe mythos. We've talked about all this before. But they have nothing to do with that movie. And that, I mean, that's how I started off that it's funny that at the same time that everybody's seeing that trailer and for the most part, you know, people are either getting, I guess some people are getting really excited about it. But me and, and my friends, I suppose, are saying that is one bad looking movie. And this here stands <laughs> diametrically opposed to whatever it is that is going on in that movie trailer. G.I. Joe Cobra is, is literally like one of the best series that I've discovered. It's a mini. It's going to be five issues, I think, now when it's all told. They increased it from four to five. Um... And it's just the story of, of Chuckles, who, you know, he's a joke. He sounds like it. But he's, he's gone deep, deep undercover with uh, – they haven't even called it Cobra yet, a terrorist organization they don't know anything about. And much like Ed Brubaker's Sleeper that came before it, 
you know, he starts to lose sight of what he should be doing and, you know, is it worth doing this really reprehensible thing if it's in service of the overall mission? Because if I do this, then I won't, I won't uh, jeopardize my cover. And so he keeps this, this sort of, this issue sort of looks at him going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of, of having to do horrible things like, you know, gunning down a bunch of people. Like he walks away so that he doesn't have to gun them, gun them down necessarily, but it's still happening and how that sits with somebody who sees himself as a good guy. Um, and then sort of the, the culmination in this was you've all seen a scene where uh, in this one chuckles um, he, he's got his one handler his link to the real world uh, which is Jinx you may remember Jinx from the cartoon series as the lovable clumsy ninja girl yeah, the red with the red costume yes 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 and yep. so she shows up and this is his handler and they ha- in issue two you see that they're having an affair uh, but but then he had to go away. And, and, and like they lost touch with each other and then he walks into a room at the it's like the in the third sort of the third act of the book and Jinx is at a table there and, and he says we've caught a spy and she basically signals to him there's absolutely no way to get out of this I've thought about everything and I guess you're just going to have to kill me without saying all that and, and in everything I've ever read they figure out a way to do it and it's heroic and, and thoughtful and this one he shoots her he just he kills the love of it. He kills his lover, and it's just like it just it floored me. I was like, oh my god! I didn't. You know, it's funny because I was reading a lot of I read you know your review and hearing other people's reactions to that, and and I didn't and maybe because I didn't read issue one or two, so I didn't have the connection that they were a lover. You know, like I, I I understood that they worked together and all that kind of stuff. But it's probably more because like when Connor picked us originally as the pick of the week, he compared it to almost like twenty four in the GI Joe world. Sure, and I read um, Queen and Country. I have I've read Queen of Country here and there, but not that much. But um, that's like that. Yeah. yeah. But so but so so Connor made the twenty four comparison, and I'm going to chalk up watching what like seven or eight years of twenty four to the fact that when he shot her, I was just completely unfazed. Oh, okay. Because 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 that that kind of shit happened in twenty four all the time. So it's like maybe I'm just desensitized to the shock value of it. I was like, oh, he shot her. Okay, move on. But maybe <laughs> I mean I think it's just one of those things. Like if you're connecting with a character and you're there with them. <laughs> A little yeah. bit, and you know, like you know, he doesn't want to do that because he actually right. does care about this character, and it's just sort of that, the idea of exploring the slippery slope of of. Oh yeah, no, I totally get, I totally oh. get that. I mean, I just, I'm just saying, the shock value was maybe a little ruined for me because I've seen it before. I, I don't think yeah. it's because it wasn't seen before that it was shocking. I think it was shocking because it was written in a very sparse um, and yet uh, emotive way. But yeah, yeah, that's actually really. Those are two excellent words to describe this book is sparse and emotive. Um, there's not too much here. It's not, you know, there's, there's not a it's ton of It's very minimalist almost, you know. Uh, like in yeah, the, yeah you know, in the, the writing, in the, in the, you know, the yep. characterization is strong, but in the artwork, it's all it's quite stark. Um, I'd, I'd written in my, in my review that I was trying to put my finger on who this artist reminded me of, and it was Jock. It was like a slightly yeah. less extreme angle sort of uh, Jock art, and... Again, like it's not none of this is anything that you associate with the with the brand name of GI Joe, the toy soldier yeah. action figure line. Well, from on the art standpoint, what really what really struck me was the just the simple layouts. Uh-huh. I mean, like it, it was you know like you know we I mean quite you know we always talk about dynamic layouts and and breaking borders and panels stuff like that. This was just simple. This was straight up Watchmen nine panel grid, you know, like that sort of, you know, there weren't nine yeah. panel grids, but like simple, you know, like four panels per page, one, you know, two panels per page, you know, like very, very sparse in the layout, but it was totally effective. It was. Know? And in the scene where, where he actually, where he pulls the trigger and the gun goes off, it was a completely different kind of shot. 
the color goes red in the background behind him. The foreground is the gun in very you know large perspective compared to him. It, that looks like a jock shot more than anything else in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it was filmic. It had a filmic feel in the lighting. And yeah. I think that's what changes it from being your regular comic. Honestly, the only thing that marred it was that, that big G.I. Joe toy banner on the cover was so misleading. <laughs> it, it, I, I suppose it is, but I mean... It's, it, it's a know, great adult comic. It really is. And I think it's, it's odd. Like, it almost feels like it's going to be wasted on an audience that will never mm. see it. Like, there's a whole yeah. bunch of people who would really like this and would never give it the time of day. And then the other side is the people who are actually looking for whatever they thought of as their G.I. Joe cartoon action are just going to be... Yeah, I'm unhappy. Submission. <laughs> but um, the beauty of this show is that maybe some people who wouldn't have tried it will listen to this and say, oh, well, maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, no, and, and, and I hope so. And I, you know, I thank Connor for doing that. And the, you know, the other series that are going on, they're not as hardcore as this one. But I've read, uh, I've read everything now up to this point that they've done. Other than, I haven't read the movie tie-ins. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> they're all really quite good. Um, and this is, but this is leaps and bounds the best of them. Just like it's just a little one of those little mini gem mini series that that people will talk about for a long time. Is you know, you just, well, I, I, I think I mean I think it's interesting what IDW is doing with the with the property because you know because what you've got is you've got a you know a generation of people like us who are in our you know you know twenties thirties forties now who grew up with GI Joe. You know, in the in the '80s cartoon incarnation, and you know, and, and you know, Marvel kind of did it where they kind of balanced the 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 fact that it was a toy line or a cartoon, and you know, with somewhat you know war stories and all that kind of stuff. Devils do, as far as I could tell, really played up the kind of the the you know a little bit of a advancement from cartoon, you know, but still kind of kept the you know bright colors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But what it looks like, at least with this title, is that idea of is realizing that like we've all grown up, and so we can all deal with kind of more mature stories and more you know kind of more realistic, more you know things like that. And it's probably a wise decision to keep the keep the uh, the property alive. So well, yeah, but they all they each have like a thing. I mean, the the regular series, sort of the ongoing GI Joe title, is very. It, it, it all of the people are in their uniform, like their right, their, their uniform, yeah, yeah, their costumes, yeah, and it's a little goofy. But besides that, just just if you just get past that much of it, the rest of it's it's a military story. It's a very military. There's tactics yeah. and planning and stuff like that. Same thing sort of going on with Origins, um, and then this is just this is another animal. But it's so nice that they all still work together. Yeah. Um, really good. I mean, just just what a surprise mm. that this one's been. This is sort of like the. You know, like Battlefields was, or Dan Dare was such a big surprise last year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Same same deal. So that, that, cool. this was easily, it was the last book that I read out of that huge stack. And I was, I was all ready to go with something else. And I read this and I was like, no contest. Yep. Done. Yeah. And, and, easily the best comic this week. Oh, and, and, and also if you look at the rating, you know, like on iFanboy, it's been like up at 4.8, like the whole time. It's never dropped, you know, and the people who read it have all, you know, like, no contest. So I'm glad yeah. you guys liked it. Good stuff. Yeah. It was good. Moving on. Um, <laughs> now, now, Ron, uh, would you have thought that Umbrella Academy Dallas number six had a shot at this? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it, it, this was a really great ending to this uh, to this miniseries to this to this arc. Um, purely, purely, purely for the uh, for the shot of uh, of the the impersonating Jackie O. Oh. You know, yeah, that, and the bang shot was just great. I mean, the whole Umbrella Academy, this whole this whole storyline has has kind of been built around the Kennedy assassination, and this is where it kind of all comes to a head. Um, huh, sorry, they, they, dead uh, pun. They, well, they did like a double on you, where you thought, oh, it's not going to happen. 
Right. I see the twist will be that they save him. No. Right. No, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> um, was this was this in the running for your pick, Josh? Or? Sort of. Um, yeah. I know that when I finished reading it, I had definite thoughts of, you know what? I don't think I'm going to bother trying to write comics. <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's that imaginative and that... Yeah. I don't even... I'm not sure if it's that well-structured or if it just... Like, it just feels so good that it doesn't matter, if that makes right. sense. Like, I think that it's possible that... There's just a lot of ideas being flung around, and they all seem to stick in just the right way that some of the maybe the mechanics of comic writing aren't necessarily there, but I can't even tell you that. There's, right. there's so many things that are good about this. There's so many – like none of the characters, for example, are particularly likable, but I still find it to be a compelling read. I don't – like yeah. there's, no, there's nobody here that you actually really root for because they've all got their uh, – Their problems. Yeah, but they're kind of also yeah. all assholes because they're raised by an asshole, and they're <laughs> kind of sad and – it yeah. still works, and I don't. I almost can't explain it, but the, it's it's a tour de force. I mean, the combination of 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 Gerard Way's writing, which is just uh, just so strong. I mean, really, really surprisingly strong. And then uh, Gabriel Baz, just incredibly unique pencils with the with the Dave Stewart colors. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just all in all, just a great package, and I and I and I love how I mean, and I'm curious now. I'm really really curious to see what the next miniseries is like because like this one feels like it had as much as the last miniseries had an effect on the characters and moving forward. You know, in this one, you know, two of the main characters are totally affected by spending three years in the Vietnam jungle. You know? Yes, like, just you know, which is just a, a direction that you wouldn't <laughs> expect. You know, <laughs> um. they, it's funny they don't look like the same cast members. No, they don't. Yeah, no, because they, they, you know, they, they, they're in the shit, really. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't know. I mean, between you know, between the whole, you know, the the kind of bigger picture of what was happening with the story and with number five, and you know, and and with the with the, the Kennedy aspect of it, and then with the just the the them as a quote unquote family, you know, and and their you know their troubles. I mean, it just it's so well rounded and like you said, imaginative. You know, like and it's and I, I love the moment when they got back to the present. Um, and they're just like looking around trying to figure out if anything's different, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's just like these kind of still panels is this, again, a nine panel grid of just like, of like life in the city. And they're just like, well, it looks the same, you know, but, <laughs> and then you just get that one hint at the, at the very end that maybe things are different now, uh-huh. you know, and, and which is enough to get me going, Oh, I can't wait to see where this goes next. So I, I think, and listen, we're going to talk about another monkey book later, but the, the <laughs> monkey slash chimp <laughs> meme in comic books is is played the hell out. Yeah. But I've got to say, I love the way that it's done in this book, and they still haven't explained why occasionally there's a sentient talking chimp. Yep. <laughs> I mean, unless I missed that, but like every once in a while, it's like, oh, there's just a chimp there. Oh, yeah. he's got a gun. Yeah. Well enough. This was, this was a great book. It was a great end to another great miniseries. Um, it, I, I have a feeling, I read the first story in trades. I read this one in issues. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic trade. The little preview of the cover for the trade is an amazingly good cover. Yeah. Um. Uh, highly recommended. Go pick this this mini this uh, up when it comes out in collection. If you like the first one at all, and if you haven't, do that. Yep. Good books. Cool. cool. Um. I'd say the book that I had uh, decided was going to be my pick of the week before I read what was my pick of the week was Unwritten Number One. This is <laughs> a forty-page book that cost one dollar. Issue number one from Mike Carey and Peter Gross who worked with uh, Ryan Kelly on Lucifer. That was a 70-or-so-issue series, one of my favorite series of all time, and this is sort of their new thing. Carrie had done uh, a book for Vertigo that went, I think, about 20 issues um, called... Oh, wait, I just completely forgot it. I read the whole thing. Crossing Midnight. 
Um, it was okay. I didn't love it. Um, but I, it, Sonny, you picked this up. What did you, what did you uh, think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, um, you know, towards the middle, I thought it was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened in the end. I, I don't know. It left me floating a little more than I would have liked, but it's, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, I think that with this, like to me, it, it felt a lot like it reminded me of Lucifer in tone, in the way it looked and everything. I had exactly the same thought. Yeah, it was so similar to Lucifer. And by the end of Lucifer, I was a bit bored. Mm, so really? I'm, I'm, I love Lucifer, but it just went on for a long time. And I don't know, I, I lost. There's something about Peter Gross's art. I love, it's really friendly and sweet, but it lacks a dynamism sometimes. Like, I'd like to see him work with a really great, um, I don't know. Like, you know what? If you put him and, oh, what's that guy's name? I'm so bad with names. I swear I'm going senile. Who's the guy who I ragged on for doing Spider-Man and having those great action pages and, you know... Everyone hated me for not loving Ron. And, help help uh, Ron. I don't know. Romita. Romita Jr. Oh, Romita. Okay. Romita, yeah. so yeah. If Romita and, um, and, and, and Peter Gross got together and made a baby and that baby made art, I think it would be a perfect synthesis of dynamic, action-packed panels with beautiful characterizations and delightful um, depth. I don't, I, don't, I don't see that project happening. <laughs> um, I just I think I liked about what I liked about this was that I I don't I don't see where it's going and I feel like it's set up a lot of things and and I like a really long drawn out story I'm really cool with that so there was just like I don't know what's going to happen I don't know things I liked also really liked the way that he did um, sort of these multimedia bits in the middle of it like he'd cut to and there'd be a blog post like a web page of something that had to do sort of almost like, you know, the Watchmen model where you, you put in like a, a news story. Um, I don't know. There's, there's all these hints about deeper things that are happening. It's kind of creepy. And I just like the way that, it, that I like the way this kind of comic is put together is, is a lot of fun for me. And for a buck, I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, now I didn't pick this up because yeah. you know, my carry, you know, like uh, all these numbers. I, fl- I, well, I, fl- I flipped through it in the store, but, you know, that said, ignore that fact. But for a dollar, how can you go wrong? I mean, like, that's, that's you know, like that, you know, I, I mean, I, I can concede that as well. I mean, that's a, that's a great way. I mean, 40 I, pages, dollars, great. But so. I want to buy the next one. I don't really care if it does cost more than a dollar next time. I am very, very curious what happens to these characters next yeah. and who they are and what the fuck is going on. In case you didn't check it out and, and you should. You what should, is it? Um, basically. Uh, oh. It's a it's sort of a very loose interpretation of of a Harry Potter type series of books and in this series of books the the main character Tommy Taylor is said to have been based on the author's son Tom Taylor. Um at some point the he did all these books it's a worldwide phenomenon just like Harry Potter. It's very similar. Like it makes a lot of sort of references to indicate that that's sort of what it's playing on. But I don't want it to seem like this is a, a Harry Potter um rip it's not. Uh, that's not no, because that's just the backstory. Because right. the foreground of the story is this real life guy who supposedly the stories were based on, and his missing father who wrote the stories. So, so the guy like makes his living by showing up at these conventions. Like it's basically it, there's really nice pages that if you have been to comic conventions <laughs> uh, about like him being really friendly to fans, and then they walk away and he's like, oh god, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, he's just so, so frustrated. Yeah. Um, and and it's it really like it's like this thought about like what a lot of the comic pros must be going through like they want to be friendly but it's it's really difficult and dehumanizing at times mm. and very odd 
you know, to Very be at a comic convention and to be like the, the object of, of attention, I suppose, at all these things. And so he find there's some sort of conspiracy and some weird thing going on where like his father, like everyone keeps going. So before your father disappeared because he mysteriously disappeared and then he corrects him, he goes, well, when my father left me. You know, yeah, his his hostility is really beautifully done. It's it's delicate, but you can feel that he's seething with resentment. Yeah, and I really like that stuff. It's just there's all of these all these little bits that have been laid down, and now it's a, now it's a, a matter of of picking them all up and running with them. Um, just just a really enjoyable sort of new series that that is difficult to describe in a couple of words, and I like that. But that last page, that definitely was like, okay, I need to read this now. Yeah, I need. To- to get the next one. I mean, he did a very good job of setting me up so that on the last page, I, I needed to know what happened next. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many things there that tie a whole bunch of stuff together in a way I didn't expect. Yep. It was, well, not the, the very last page is, is post-its from the desk of the writer, which yeah. you know, is what it is. But yeah, the last page's story really pulled me in. I mean, this is, this is, this is easily the most value for a dollar that I, I spent this week. Easily. Yep. So that was that was it was really good. Highly recommended. Cool. On the other yeah. side of things, on, on the completely other side of things, as far away as possible as you can get, uh, X Factor number forty three. Um, I just wanted to, <laughs> I, I wanted to hi- highlight it um, because you know. So it's, it, it was a couple, a couple of thoughts I had was like one. This is the forty third issue of X Factor. And do you remember when we were talking about X Factor number one, Josh? Yes, I do. I mean, like the, it's 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 I, I'm I'm shocked and surprised that it's not that I expected it to be canceled, but that that it's just been going on for this long. Um, this particular, I know it's been a rough road with all the crossovers and all that kind of stuff, and it's kind of lost its way. But like this issue really reminded me of when Peter David is really writing in that good rhythm of good characters and good kind of banter and back and forth. Um, why, like, it kind of remind me of like why I really like this title. Why, you know, why is different than the other ones? Um, basically, you've got you've got kind of two you got kind of got two parallel storylines going on. Jamie is now he was pulled into the future by. Uh, Older Layla Miller, who she's in this, you know, in that uh, dark utopian future where they got the M tattoos on their head, and he's reunited with with Scott Summers and Scott Summers' daughter, and there he's kind of he's helping fight, you know, they're they're fighting off the Sentinels, and basically Scott has a you know has a mystery that he needs solved, and and Madrox is a detective, so he kind of challenges him to to do that to to solve it, but during that issue, um, finally. Jamie and older Layla Miller finally are united and kiss and hook up and, and are seemingly together, which is something that has been building for all 43 issues. Um, but then on the other side, back in our, our time, you've got the rest of the team dealing with um, you know, Richter and, and Guido going to investigate this uh, dupe of Madrox that, that, has beca- that they found, um, as well as the other team is dealing with a case, um, Longshot, and, and what's his name? The weird Darwin guy. Um, and it basically ends with a big uh, cameo. Yeah, Darwin. Yeah, um, it, it basically ends with a big cameo of um, of Shatterstar from old X Force days re- re- reemerging, which made me laugh because I was like, geez, "That's one of the more ridiculous Liefeld characters that were out there." But uh, you know, but again, David takes these ridiculous characters and are putting them in this you know noir detective kind of world and kind of seemingly normal, and it wasn't. You know, like I laughed that it was that character, but it was just it it, it didn't stand out. It didn't like it did not fit. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 I'm, you know, I'm still with the book. I'm still, you know, um, and it, it's issues like this that remind me why I stick with it because I like, it wasn't particularly great. It wasn't my pick of the week, but it was just like, oh, it was a good issue. So but it must be nice for you to see them using favorite characters yeah. or smattered amongst 
Darwin guys and and such. Yeah, well, and must- Dar- Darwin's not even a bad character. I mean, it, it, the thing is, is that like, and they're, and he's using him in a clever way, and 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 Longshot has been great, and it's cool to see these characters that, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, are B C level characters that don't really matter, but they're mm. be they're they're being put in a compelling story where it's 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 fun to read. So that was, I mean, yeah. that was always the strongest thing about that book. And it's funny that yeah. you mentioned like banter, because Peter David's done that really well. In a way that, like, sometimes it can be really tedious, but like yeah. he, when he's on, and I don't, he's not even been off that much. I think I just got less interested about where the story was going, which is why I don't read it anymore. Right. I mean, right now when you're describing, like, well, they're in the future with the thing. I'm like, eh. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing is that it's it's tying into the X Men fan. It's tying into the X Men sure. lore, but not in a way that's 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 even more eye rolly than what you're than you rolling your eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you yeah. find this time travel stuff is always an excuse for them to do? Oh, it's an alternate reality. Nothing's the same. We can do whatever we like. It, oh yeah, well that's that's, that's it's the it's the it's the it's the device for freedom, you know. So but the, even the, but this book though is still so disconnected before that they could still pretty much do anything they like because no one cared about those characters what they were doing. Right. <laughs> and so I liked him when they were in the real world. I think those were some of the things that I liked about it before. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we we have some ominous villain probably that's on the looming this cortex whatever that is everyone keeps saying and so like I, I'm intrigued it was and and just the 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 whole I mean and, I, and the like we said from the first issue the most intriguing thing of the series was Layla and it's good and after her being gone for so long it's good to see her back and now she's older and see how that plays into the story so yeah. now I I read War of Kings Ascension number one but I decided oh you sh- you shouldn't have done yeah you shouldn't have done that yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we all did because it was a pick, you you picked it for no, us no, to no, read. No, no, wasn't didn't War you? of Kings Ascension? It's a different yes. series oh. than War of Kings. Oh, okay. This one features Ron's one of Ron's favorites, Darkhawk, and yes. as we left him at the end of number one, he had gotten evil. Yeah. <laughs> so so why are we talking about this? We're just <laughs> really talking about it purely for the the weekly Abnet and Landing praise session. Where again in the War Kings crossover, not only are they doing great with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova and stuff like that, but they're fixing Darkhawk. And that and this issue made me realize that at the end of this four issue miniseries, Darkhawk is gonna be back, he's gonna be around and the past 10, 15 years of You mean almost the entire time he's existed. It was all a dream. I didn't think that after all. Yeah. He's also naked most of this issue. Yeah, well, he's, he's in some weird. He's in some weird no space type thing. Strategically I don't know, but, shadowed. Yes. But, but but I thought was it. What I thought was interesting was that is that Abnett and Lanning are taking this character that is fundamentally flawed. Is is not admittedly not a great character. Admittedly not um, has got you know over the years you know other you know not as good writers have tried to you know give him an origin or explain where he came from and stuff like that. And basically they're they're doing a little bit of a Jeff Johns kind of cleanup. You know, kind of style cleanup type thing, and and the thing is, is that like I don't, I don't, I, I didn't expect you guys to read this. I don't expect anybody else to read this. But for me, as a Darkhawk fan, especially coming off the, the that two issue kind of mess that was a couple of months ago, um, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to see where they take it because I think. Well, Ron, gonna... this is how I mean. I you know that we never meet on what comics we like, but right. I will always read what you recommend. I'll always give it a go. Yeah, well, it's funny because in this case, I wouldn't say I would, I would say yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read that if I were you. You but. should have written that to me separately. You should have said, "Here are the books we're reading, but don't read this one." You got a sense thing, for those things with him. Yeah. like he'll put the, a book up and be like, "Oh no, 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 that's <laughs> that's for him." Yeah. But the, the thing ones, is, you know, the you thing know. is, like the, about this issue is that it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't. It's not particularly great. It's not. It's not. It's not awful. You know. But like, it's the it's the progression. And at the end of the four series, as a Darkhawk fan, I think I'm going to be happy. So it's more the hope. 
They're heading yeah. towards a palate cleanser. Yes, hopefully clearing the decks. But um, but so if you need to uh, if you need to buy your comics and so you could uh, keep up with the discussion on the weekly basis, uh, you should check out Discount Comic Book Service. They are one of the uh, they are the premier best uh, uh, source for buy, uh, getting your you know month weekly issues uh, through mail order. Uh, you can go to dcbservice.com. They've got monthly specials up to 75% off. They do 40% off of the major publishers. Uh, what's great about them is when you're doing mail or a comic, shipping is always kind of concerned. They've got a flat rate of $5.95 for all orders in the U.S. Um, you can buy anything in previews. They've got well over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. And when you make your order, you can track it online, see when it's going to get to you. Uh, for those of you who don't have a local comic shop or don't need the fix every Wednesday, uh, DC, uh, DCBS is a great option. So go to dcbservice.com and check it out today. And if you were to use DCB service, I would recommend um, and you like wacky comics to to subscribe to Jack Staff from Image Comics. <laughs> and I know I'm probably you know I don't even, uh, Josh I don't even know if you if you bothered if you looked at this space stuff me buying it or oh no I bought it too oh you bought it Sonia well so do you, so do you, so you're 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 you come from the you know the you know England and all that kind of deal um, what do you think to say what do you think of the, all that kind of deal what do you think of the Paul Grist? been in California too long, first of all. You need to <laughs> stop talking like that. And um, no, I enjoyed it. it. I thought it was a good laugh, a good little variety pack. Yeah. What, what, I, really like, what I really like about what, what Paul Gris has been doing with Jack Staff is, is that the, how it's broken up into these little mini stories that are all tangentially related. You know, and so like just the just the moment that you you get like three or four pages of a character and you kind of enjoy it, then it stops, and then you go to another character, and it's like a title page. It's very kind of like throwbacky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what, but I don't know. What so. is it reminds this? Of sort of boys comics from the this the sort of seventies. Yeah, it's with the, with the fake ads and everything, and yeah, so. Is it just it's? But he's just like a he's like Union Jack, right? I mean, same. well, yeah, but but not, but but that that's not. I mean, that that doesn't that that doesn't do it. I mean, yes, he's like he's a British superhero and he he's got a British flag kind of thing. But like, there's also there's a bunch of other characters behind the but you know it, behind the scenes. There's the there's the there's the guy with the hand, the claw guy, and um, is it like there's wacky pulp? Is that what this is? That's what no, I it to be. no, no, is no, it's. It's no. like boys' own sort of stories, you know, like Dan did before he was reinvented and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's um, like there, there's a there's there's a vampire aspect to it. There's a you know there's a um, uh, there's a robot man, Tom Tom the robot man, and it's very um, I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to explain. I mean, I would say seventy, like, but not schlocky seventies, like what we think of Marvel, more like British seventies, you know, like these these short kind of you know six to eight page stories. That that all do tie together well down the road, you know. Um, I think what you got to remember is like um, I suppose it was based on that fifties model of boys' comics of tales, tales of adventure and daring. Yeah, think of it like that. Like, gosh, Mister Perkins, I had no idea you were an evil supervillain. I mean, it's not that, but it's got that air, right. but with a modern sort of a feel to it. And I, I like the clunky little drawings. I do, I do have to admit. I personally am not really up for this sort of variety pack. I like um, a long linear story because I don't have that kind of comic ADD. But um, but I think it's a good laugh and it's a good title and I. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the kind of thing where I don't ex- I don't know what to expect every issue. Um, like in the, like in this issue, th- there's you know a series of little mini stories. You know, the f- one focus on Jack Staff, one focus on you know some other folks. There's a but then there's a character named Mr. Balloons, who's a guy who's just made up of balloons. 
And it's just like, you know, just like, it's just very, like, it's got that, that irreverent wacky type thing, but he's like a badass. He's like, you know, pulling a gun and, you know, and like, it's, it's, you know, and then, then the, the robot man story was done all, um, kind of prose with, with just illustrations around it. So like he, so he's breaking, you know, he breaks format here and there and it, it just, it's, it's, I don't know, it just, it's the unexpected aspect of it and the, um, the the not knowing what to expect or on on the next page is what kind of what always keeps me interested in it. it's a lot of fun. It sounds so. very it's similar to how you would describe Savage Dragon actually. No. Oh, oh what? No. 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 Okay, God, no. no, look, look, it's got lines like like hang on, it's got a really English word. Don't worry, Zippo, we're not going down without a fight. Yeah. The children, I won't let you, Mr. Balloons. Yeah. What have you done with them? It's just, you know, it's just ridiculously English schoolboy Good, clean, fun chaps. Oh, bloody well, good then. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> BPRD night. Uh, no, BPRD number five, the Black Goddess, or the other way around. It's the fifth in the Black Goddess miniseries. Uh, if you don't read BPRD, it's the spinoff from Hellboy, and basically they release it in little chunks of, of miniseries. Um, I actually hadn't ever read any. I jumped on the last miniseries before this one, which was The Warming. And then I read this one, The Black Goddess, and I have had, like, no problem getting going with this. Um, and it's been really satisfying. Just for one thing, um, if, if nothing else, Guy Davis, like, these pages are all... This is, like, the greatest storytelling being done right now. And the guy is really good. And then, I don't know, they're just these... They're just... The pages are big, and they're fun. Mm. And, and, like, there's frogmen everywhere, and they're being shot, and... It's just it's just like big and dramatic all the time, and then there was the return of of a much beloved character from the Hellboy universe who came back in this, and they have yet to explain it. Um, it's just a it was a, it was a satisfying conclusion to what's been sort of a big story in this particular miniseries. Um, and I think that if you've ever heard about these BPRD stories and you thought you might be interested in picking them up, just start with the next miniseries and see where it takes you. Um, yeah, because they're, they're structured in a way where you don't need to read. You know, like it, it helps to have read them all. But you know, when when a new miniseries starts, you should be able to just pick it up and go with it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I dip in and out of the BPRDs. I, I I'll buy a chunk of them and then I'll stop and then I'll buy. A, they're just so great and good fun. And I always forget. That's all. I just the only reason I miss some is because I forget. But they are bloody good stuff. It's easy because they don't come. They don't necessarily come out every month. Well, they pretty much almost do. But the, the oh, being broken up in those. Um, miniseries like that is sometimes if you lose track it's hard to jump back on mm. but uh, oh no it's not hard I just forget because I'm stupid oh well I didn't want to say that but that, that's probably it <laughs> um, now you may remember last month we talked about Dark Rain Hawkeye number one which was basically just bullseye killing people and I kind of thought well that doesn't really make much sense or need to have a reason to happen I thought right. the second issue was a lot better um, I just and it had a little more of a story to it, and it was like the consequences and the, how they deal with it. And I was a little surprised that, like, they decided to cover everything up that he did. And uh, it was just, it was pretty well done. And I, 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 I think at this point, I just want there to be a reckoning for him. Like, I want him to go down. I think that's what I'm waiting for. If it doesn't happen, I'll be very upset. Okay. <laughs> that's it. All right. Fair enough. Um, Skrillas. Yes. Yes, it's your favorite yes. title in it, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I'm just, you know, what Bram Revel's doing with this book is really, really interesting in my mind. I don't know if I'm the only one. but I, I don't know. It's like, unexpected. The, the story is not, it sounds really original, but it's not, I mean, it's not the most original concept in the world. There's soldier monkeys, and they've been, it's, you know, like an island of Dr. Moreau, they've all been genetically engineered, but I, 
I don't know what's actually going to happen with them now that the story's going, and I like that a lot. The other half of it is that I just... His artwork has this classic quality. It's almost like... It just reminds me of like, like a Will Eisner kind of thing where it's just all this really clean line storytelling being told of really sort of serious things happening, but the artwork doesn't necessarily look all dark and gritty to begin with. It just, it does everything that it needs to. There's some panels that have tons, there's some pages that have tons of panels and others that just have a few. And I, I, I it's just like, it's just a breeze. It's, I mean, it's just a fun to, to read through these books. Um, yeah. mm. They're just done really well. And it just feels like there's so much care put into how he's telling the story and it's just that one writer, one artist, you know, like working away in this big, big story, and you get this big, thick issue on this nice paper, um, and it's just been fun all the way around. So I'm glad it's still, still yeah. going. I, yeah, I, I, and then you've got Ron every time it comes out going, but they're monkeys! <laughs> they're monkeys, and they're fighting. <laughs> they're smart monkeys. <laughs> I love how they don't talk, because it necessitates all these silent pages. And that's like, then you get to do pure comic book storytelling. And I love those. Yeah. Cool. So, um, in a, in a, again, in a completely different direction, um, Wolverine number 73, it isn't so much about the specific issue, rather the puzzling decisions Marvel makes sometimes. uh, Yeah. I mean, like, I remember specifically being in the shop this week and hearing like conversations go on about it with like the shop guy was trying to explain to a customer, well, no, no, what they did was they skipped 72. And then I was like, ugh. Yeah, so so seventy three comes out. Seventy two hasn't come out. Seventy two would be the Miller McNiven, I believe, conclusion to the Old Man Logan story. Um, and instead, we get issue seventy three, which I was under the impression was supposed to be timed with the movie, but they missed that by a week. Um, and you know what? It was really good, though. I didn't well, expect that's, that's to say the, this. It that's was the good. thing. You see, that's the thing is that there are two stories in it. There's a Jason Aaron um, Adam Kubert story. Um, I believe, or Andy Kubert, um, one of the Kuberts, um, uh, Adam Kubert, and which really kind of plays upon the uh, the Wolverine being everywhere at once kind of you know joke, um, mm. which was fun to read as a Wolverine fan. But then after it, I just kind of felt like a little like I felt like it was a little cheap. Um, and then the second story was uh, Tommy Lee Edwards' art, which was awesome, and I forget who wrote it. Um, uh, where's the name of the guy who wrote it? I don't you can't even see, but. Um, uh, it, it, the art was just beautiful. Oh, yeah, Daniel Way wrote it, and that's why I, I just didn't like the story. I just didn't, you know, like I love the art, but I just hated the story. And so uh, to me, this issue was just almost, as close to a throwaway as possible. But, really? Yeah. You know, I, 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 yeah, I have to admit, I liked the first part so much that it, I dreamt about it. It was weird. And it's yeah. fun when oh. dreams look like, I don't know exactly what, but I woke up thinking about him being in all these different places and having to just have this level of work. I think because I've had a lot of work lately. But um, just the way I like his drawing and I like the, the writing and it just stuck with me so that it sort of imprinted. But it's funny when your dreams look like comic book panels. She, don't give it away. This is another column. Just hold on to it. Think about it a little more. <laughs> one of your weird, like, I cannot make this last a thousand words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I like so, the second story. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't like it. And 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 the first the first story, like I said, was good and I enjoyed it. But then at the end of it, I'm like, oh well, it's an easy joke. You know, like it's an easy thing to do. So I don't know. I just and the thing is that I just I just don't get the decision of what they did. But whatever. That's the comic industry. I'm just gonna you- count this as like a little a little 
fun, you know, amuse-bouche while I wait for the main course of that final episode of, of Old Man Logan. But yeah. I really would recommend picking this up. It's got two substantial, interesting stories with good art and interesting writing, in my opinion. Well, I, I'll tell you how good Old Man Logan is, because when this happened with Action Comics, I was out. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. Right. But I'm buying that last Old Man Logan. I'm down yeah. for that. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. But, but, this, but so this issue, both stories ended with to be concluded. So are we going to get 74 before we get 72? Like it just, it just, everything is just confusing. Like a special? Like a... I'm like, why, why, that's the, what I understand. Like why didn't they just take these stories and put out a Wolverine special? Like yeah. I, uh, yeah, so. Morons. Yeah. But anyway, um, and also for Marvel this week was uh, Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers. And actually, Josh, you spoke to Chris Eliopoulos, the writer of this on Talksplode. So if you missed that episode, go back in the feed. Um, it'll be the one – it's the one directly beneath that. Um, hear Chris talk about uh, doing the book, which features all of the various uh, pets and animals of, of the Marvel Universe, including Lockjaw <laughs> of the Inhumans, Lockheed from the X-Men. We got a new Frog Thor. We've got Hairball, Speedball's Cat, Red Wing, uh, Falcon's um, – Falcon's bird and and Ms. Lion. Um, uh, who's a boy? Is, yeah, who's a boy? Um, and what's the, what's my favorite thing about this is that it's in continuity. It is. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's also really good. When yeah. you said to pick this up, I thought, oh dear God, what's wrong with them? Like they've really lost it now. But it's mm-hmm. so good. It was so much fun. It was like We Three. If We Three was funny and not horrific. Right, or or in the Marvel universe, or you know, like all those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is that like so you hear the, you hear the concept and you just kind of laugh out loud at the ridiculousness yeah. of it, but then you read it and it actually it's it's it, I, I mean I I I mean of course this is you know like a no brainer for me being a Marvel fan, but this is like the the page the page where they reveal Frog Thor, like who goes there was just I was like yes. <laughs> so. I think what I what I really liked about it was that it was it was produced like a full on comic book. Like, it was a beautiful comic book. The art was really yeah. strong. The color, you know, the production. Of it was good. So if you sort of thinking like, oh, it's a joke book, so it's not going to look very good. It's not going to be done professionally. It totally was, and I think not at all. Yeah, and it's not a joke book in the sense that it's not it's flimsy or anything. It's a substantial story. It's actually got content. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's good. It's, it's got the Infinity Gems for Christ's sake. Come on, he does. He started right <laughs> off with that. Um, yeah. We, we, we have more. We have to plow through more stuff. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about some of the user reviews. And you, if you, you haven't uh, heard what you wanted to hear us talk about on the show, you can always go to ifmbo.com slash comics and write reviews for the books that you pulled. Um, we The first one up is from The Sword is Drawn, uh, who uh, rated Captain Britain and MI-13 number 13. I think it was 13. Um, a story, a 5 out of 5, and the art of 5 out of 5. He quite liked it. This was 5% of the user base picked, has their, their pick of the week. And he says, you know how big brand-wide events used to feel? How things would seem so epic and there was a level of constant threat when you saw characters you'd followed for for years fall and die in battle and it tore you apart? How come event books can't manage that, but Paul Cornell can here? If you're not reading this book, you're really missing out. Um, Yes. Agreed. Yes. Wholeheartedly, yes. Uh, He told us when I interviewed him in, I think it was New York Comic Con, he's like, there will be, some will, will not make it. Yeah, you know, and and that was here, and it was like, oh, not th- oh, like you don't yeah. want them to go down, and yeah, there there was weight, there was weight to it. So basically, this issue, the vampire invasion of England started, and it was, and and the shit hit the fan. It was great. So, and he succeeded. He won. Yeah, Dracula won. So there it yes. is. Um, next up, uh, Ron, take us home. 
Yes, uh, Edward uh, writes about Unthinkable Number One uh, and, uh, he, from Boom Studios, I believe, right? Yes. Um, and he, uh, Edward, gave the story a four out of five and the art a four out of five. And of the iFanboy community, this is uh, zero made it their pick of the week, but that's nothing against it. And if you actually saw Josh's post earlier in the week, this along with Unwritten and what was the other on un- that came out? Unknown. This is the week. No, no. This is the week of unbooks. Number ones that came out, and we <laughs> encourage you all to check them out. But um, Edward says about unthinkable number one that Mark Sable's storytelling is solid throughout the issue and is very clearly highlighted with one clever device. Alan's swift fall from grace is depicted in one page of interlaced dialogue before a time jump to reveal Alan's new life and the issue's conclusion. Um, so yeah. So I, I, uh, I picked this up. It's a really nice looking book. Um, I think that for myself, there's a lot of stuff put in it that was sort of gone by really fast that would have been interesting to stick with it for a while, but it's, I think it's only a four-issue mini. Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like a dude who's a screenwriter for big disaster movies, and he becomes part of a, a covert like think tank of disasters, and, and then like they skip ahead later, and, and you see that, that shit has gone down. Um, mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'll, I'll check out the next one for sure. Cool. Um, I so, like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. So go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics where you can uh, check out all the other books that came out and leave your reviews, and we might read one on a future show. Uh, you can also check out Netflix. Go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy for a free two-week trial. Um, if you haven't done this uh, and you have a DVD player, it's almost as if you're wasting your time. I've, I've kind of stopped buying DVDs since I had this, I realize. Um, they've got 100,000 movies to pick from. Everything gets there in about a day or less. Uh, you can Managing your queue is about as much fun as anything going on in my life, as well as rating movies. Um, that, that says more about you, Josh, than Netflix. But I all right. Love it. I love it. I'm like, is it three stars or four stars? Oh, I wish I had a half star, but I have to make a decision. <laughs> okay, now this is the point. You have to, they, they only give you the option of like it or or really like it. I, they, there isn't enough hate it options. <laughs> there's, there's not, it's true. You can only do one star, but I, can only, I think of one other site that does that. Only gives you five. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can go Sorry. to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy um, and sign up today. It's, it's, uh, it's well what, worth it. What I like about it is that you, you put things in your queue and then they come and you forget you put them in there and then you end up with Zorro the Gay Blade like I did earlier this week. <laughs> no, or Grizzly Man and you're really depressed and you're like, I want to die now. And then it sits there <laughs> for three weeks because you're like, I don't really want to watch it, but I don't want to send it back. Well, I'll watch Zorro the Gay Blade. Zorro the Gay Blade is a great movie. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> There you go. All right. uh, so. Email, email, email. <laughs> yes, onto on the email. Uh, ben from St. Louis writes in. You may know him as Neb on the boards. He, he's, he's around a lot. And he says, this week I got my third letter printed in a comic. And I guess that was N. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is something I'm dorkily proud of. The letters pages are some of my favorite parts of independent comics. And to see my name and letter in print along with the response is pretty awesome. So I was wondering, what do you guys think of the letter page? Do you ever write letters? Did you ever get one printed? I love the letters pages. I, I love the books that Steph kept them. I love the fact that Marvel keeps them. I love the fact that a lot of the image books keep them. Um, it's fantastic. I've written two letters in my time. Um, both were in uh, around 1990. I think one was to Excalibur where I was questioning uh, Captain Britain's powers and whether he was really a mutant. Therefore, should he be on an X team? And um, oddly enough, that didn't, that, that, that didn't get printed. And then I, I believe I also wrote a letter um, to Uncanny X-Men complaining about – I knew they'd about, both be to X titles. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and I believe I was complaining something about Gambit and how he's not right for Rogue, something like that. And uh, <laughs> that, that did not get printed either. I'd and then, be better for Rogue. Yeah. And then <laughs> That's I what just, you were saying. She yeah, should go I, out with Ron. 
And then, um, and then I stopped writing letters and then I just read, um, people like Augie DeBleek's letters and Olaf Beamer and stuff like that and Savage Dragon all through the nineties. And then I said, oh, I should write a letter and I never did again. So, and then the internet happened and it's always a letter. So I know it's funny. If you read the letters pages on, um, 300 way back in the day when it was coming out and people were going, (laughs) they're not gay. How dare you? What the fuck? <laughs> so I've never written one, but I very much enjoy reading the, the letters pages. Yeah. Um, I actually noticed this week that one of our guys, uh, Kenny Wisdom, who, who hangs out on our site, had a, a review highlighted last week. He got a letter printed in Gorillas number four. Nice. Yeah, like no, that. I love it when we see people you know in it. It's a, it's yeah. so much. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So um, I got a letter printed in Cracked when I was eight. Oh really? Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. I was pretty proud. Of eight. It, it was yeah. not a you good could... letter. Oh. <laughs> Well, you were eight, so yeah. So I was, it was, I was pretty proud of. It. I liked crack back then. Yeah, so Jeez. that's cool. Uh, <laughs> second one. Crack. Right. Yeah, cracked is yeah. They've been around since the fifties. It was cracked and mad. They were two kind of like you know humor magazines. And the crack now is uh, the, the the website with the lists. Right. So anyway, um, all right. Our next email comes from Mike, who says, "I need to do a major reorganization of my comic collection this week. I've been putting it off for some time now. I'm just wondering, is there any easy way to reorganize issues? How do you guys go about tackling this?" Oh, the comics organization question. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> there's really only one way to do it, and that is alphabetical by title, chronologically yep. within each title. Thank you. Yeah, yep. and you need yep. you need a big room. Yeah. Because, yep. yep. I mean, the way that it works for me is, like, you just have to take everything out and start making piles. Yep. I and actually it, wrote an article all about that. If you look in my archives and have any interest. Search, search, <laughs> search Sonia Harris. Yeah, yeah this, it. it's, called, um, it's called Alphabetical Soup Nazi or something like that. There you go. Um, yeah. I did but the yeah, one, watch I, High Fidelity. That'll give you some clues. I did about four long boxes worth of reorganization lately, which is about the three years worth of comics since I've been in New York. Um, and it was, it was oddly satisfying. Did you stick to alphabetical or? Mostly. I did yeah, do some things in family. Just yeah, because well, so, some I mean, there, there's some different variations. Some people like to do like family, like they put all the Batman books together, all the X Men books together. I don't do that. I stick to the, the I, I stick to alphabetical <gasps> by title. Um, some people like to some people like to group together the um, the publishers. I don't like that. Some people oh. I've heard people doing it chronologically, where like this is the 2008 box. Mm-hmm. You know, that's madness. So, yeah, exactly. No, but, but but like my brother got upset because I group all of the Love and Rockets. Anything by the Hernandez brothers goes under L for Love and Rockets because that's where I'll look for I it. I think that makes sense though. Yes, I, I could see that, but yeah. Organize it in a way that you'll know how to find it again. That's the most important thing, Mike. You know what I do is that there's certain series that I know I really like and I might want to go back. So I have a box that has like Gotham Central, Queen and Country, Lucifer, Why the Last Man, like the special series that I know to get to. Good box. <laughs> yeah, it is a very good box. I mean, it's I mean, it's important to, to, to note too that I keep everything in alphabetical or by, by title, but then I also have a massive database of every issue, and then I look it up and find out what box number it's in, and then go find it. So like, it's not, you know, like the the, the ways to go about finding it, everybody's different, you know. Uh, so okay, now that's I, I couldn't do boxes. I want them all accessible all the time, so I have bookshelves. You've seen you've seen how many I have. I would do bookshelves. I would have them lining of issues. Every I don't think you, you can't do to it with buy issues. A house I do specifically. Yeah. I, I do issues. Yeah, but yeah. I, oh, there are long, two long boxes of shit I don't really want. Oh, it's true. Right. And then so. the shelves that take over the house. Nerdling. Yeah. If you have any questions, <laughs> you can email them in. It's contact at ifanboy.com. We have one quick voicemail for you today, um, and it is Pat from Chicago. He wants to know where he can stick something. Hi, fanboy. This is Pat from Chicago, uh, out on my uh, lunchtime 
Stroll, and uh, just uh, wanted to tell you how happy I was to get my membership materials. But I did have a question because I wasn't sure what to do about the uh, sticker. I, I, I don't uh, put stickers on my car. I don't have a trapper keeper. Um, so I was wondering if you had any suggestions as to what would be the best use to get the word out about iFanboy. Where should I put the sticker? On my house? On my forehead? Um, okay, that's it. Uh, so thanks a lot. Oh, and who would win in a fight? Hankton and Jocasta and Ultron versus... Dr. Magnus and the Motherland. Thanks. Bye. Put it on whatever you damn well please. Put it on your laptop. Put it on your car. Put it on. Get a trapper keeper. Just, just put it somewhere. He That's all. To put it on his house. Yeah. Put it on your house. Put it on your mailbox. In your local comic shop. See if they'll let yeah. you do that. That would be cool. Yeah. That's a good way to get people to know about it. That would be helpful. Yeah. I guess. So, who would win in this fight? Um, I, I, I go with Hank Pym, Jocasta, and Ultron. All right. That's so. I'll go, I, I, I'll I like go. how he lobbed that in. It's like, well, I got you. Who wins in a fight? <laughs> Uh, you're breaking the rules uh, I gotta tell you Pat but, but we'll let you slide on this one you want to send in a voicemail you can call 888-FANBOYS-326-2697 is that when you translate it numerically uh, try to yes. keep it short yeah. well, I like how our, our caller this week was breathing so heavily that was uh, he's great a walk. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, he's, he sounded very excited well we're very exciting <laughs> um, and don't forget to tell us who you are and where you're from all that fun stuff so we can credit you um, alright so as we mentioned while we are talking about Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers uh, Josh talked to Chris Eliopoulos uh, and Toxplode so go back and listen to that if you haven't it was a really good it was a really good one Chris is always fun to, to hear from so um, and uh, while you're, you're going to ifanboy.com, make sure that you don't miss all of the stuff that there. This is the written pick of the week review that we, we put a great deal of thought and effort into every, every Wednesday. Um, and then there's new stuff uh, pretty much every single day um, by great and talented writers like, like our own Sonia here or, or uh, Jim or Paul or Mike or, or myself or Connor and sometimes Ron. And yeah. um, just just we, we and you can pull your books there. We're really proud of that website um, and a lot of good stuff there. So make sure that you're not missing it. While you're there, you can go to ifanboy.com slash about and you can see all the social network links that we've got. You can go to ifanboy.com slash Amazon if you're buying stuff from Amazon. Um, it helps us out if you buy it through that. Doesn't doesn't change a thing for you. It's nice and easy. Um, and then uh, while, while you're there, you can also go to ifanboy.com slash store, which Ron will tell you about. Yes, yeah, so on the ifanboy.com slash store, that is where you can sign up to become a member of iFanboy. We want to thank everybody who signed up to be a member. We've got several hundred, and, and we, we do the show, and we do the website for all of you. And uh, all of our content is free, but it does come at a cost. And, you know, San Diego's coming up, and, you know, and, and we've got, you know, bandwidth bills are coming in and stuff like that. So every little bit helps. Um, if you want to become a member, we do want to make it worth your while. So if you sign up um, for $4 a month or $40 a year, you get the iFanboy prize pack, which contains uh, some stickers like we – like Pat was talking about, wondering where to put it, uh, some buttons or you can put on your jacket or wherever else you might like, as well as a comic book from our collection, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun to get. So uh, that's the cost of one comic, uh, one comic book. So you know, sacrificing one comic, and we we send you a comic in return. So it doesn't get better than that. Um, if you got a little more scratch to spend, and you want to um, you want to sign up at the ten dollar a month or a hundred dollar a year level, you get that prize pack, you get the free comic, but you also get the limited edition iFanboy members T-shirt, which we've seen people already wearing at cons and stuff like that. It's awesome to kind of you know stand up. And be heard and be seen as an iFanboy member. Um, so please do that. We like like we said, you know, we love putting out this, love doing the website. We're very proud of it. Um, but you know, 
it does cost some money and we do need some support. We don't want to have, we don't want to charge for anything. Everything is always going to be free. So any support, any help that you can give us, we really appreciate it. Um, you can also go to ifanboy.com forward slash store where you can order the new limited edition t-shirt. Uh, the great power comes great responsibility, uh, graft shirt. Um, so fans of, uh, Did you fans say of graft? Because yeah, that's so- entire graft is an entirely different thing, especially if we're talking about soliciting. Yeah, but he means graph. E-D. Like a graph, like oh, math. Oh, right. I see. Math I graph. Meant yeah, not like a graph. Not graph to yeah. the T. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no graph. <laughs> so the graphical representation of power and responsibility, the equation involved. Um, they, the shirts have been printed. And everyone who's ordered, pre-ordered, um, they're going to be shipping over the next couple of weeks. So you'll be getting them soon. They're selling out fast. So go and order one while you can. Now that they're in stock, they're probably going to uh, be flying off the shelves. So go to uh, ifambo.com forward slash store to buy yours today. Um, limited to just 250. So uh, when once they sell out, you won't be able to get it. So order it today. I think that either next week or the next or soon, we've got some more stuff to give away. I know I've got some yes. signed books here that we got to give out. So, so you know, yeah. become a member and get on that. That we're giving out stuff as often as we can, and there's there's a lot more on the on the chopping block. Uh, also, if you want one of the uh, more classic uh, blue iFanboy t-shirts that say intern on the back, you can go to revision3.com slash store, and those are available for $15.99. I can't imagine there's many of those left. No, there's like literally single digits. Okay. So. Um, and uh, every Wednesday, you might want to check out the iFanboy video show if you're not already watching it. Um, a lot of you are, and we thank you for that. Um, comes out on Wednesdays on revision3.com forward slash iFanboy or on iFanboy.com. You can get it on iTunes and YouTube, on TiVo, wherever wherever else you might like. Uh, last week, we took a look at uh, crime books, uh, you know, the crime genre. Um, and this week, we're, we're hearing from you, and we're doing uh, viewer uh, voicemails and emails. So uh, that's always fun to interact with you, the audience. So check that out every Wednesday. Uh, speaking of interaction, you can all, again, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Tell us what you, you got questions, you got comments, you, you do it that way. That's always a good way to do it. And, and we thank you because those help a lot. Yep. And uh, finally, if you do like us, um, as many of you do, and we appreciate those who tell us that you like us, tell the world. <laughs> write a review on iTunes. Um, it helps people discover the, the podcast and helps uh, get more people listening. Or, you know, better yet, go out in the real world and tell your friends, tell your comic book store owners, tell your, you know, other, other people in the stores. Not even just comic book stores. Go to The Gap. Tell people in The Gap about put it. Put your sticker on things. Yeah. They won't understand us. <laughs> do you have any khakis? And also, do you like comics? Because <laughs> just wander the mall and just tell people. Yeah. Uh, but I seriously, tell <laughs> they, they say they say what what are you into? And I say, well, comics actually. I, I write for this site. You may have heard of it. And then they go, no, but but I'll take a look. It's called what now? Are you with an I? Really? Huh. So Who's yeah, that, don't forget. Then? Don't forget to tell them about the eye. So, um, yeah, spread the word about iFanboy. We thank you uh, for doing so. so. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> I like the idea of just telling strangers, like on the bus. Just tell them, you know. I tell people who look like they're really out of it. Yeah. Like the crazy homeless guy. I tell him. Go oh, and smell cool. weird and have the, the long nails and the nicotine. It's like, it's like my practice for, for sales. Like if yeah. I can get that guy to listen to me. No. That guy with no computer and no home. Well, he's, he's, he's thinking about his next fix. And I'm thinking, but maybe if you ever get your shit together, you'll be wondering where you can get some free entertainment. <laughs> maybe, you know, you, you, that's what I'm, all I'm saying is don't ignore an untapped market. Exactly. That's, a good, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So until next week, uh, Sonia, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And everybody be sure to go to ifanboy.com and read Sonia's article every Thursday, right? That's when you, when you, lo- when you lob your, your, your crazy Please. comic theories. So Wednesdays, uh, I never sleep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Sonia's articles are great. They're, they, 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 they go into areas that, that m- many of us are afraid to talk about or think about. And Sonia, you know, hard-hitting comic journalism right there. So. Huh? What? Huh? I don't know if I'd describe it that way. Soft not hitting comics something or other. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you for you. having me, guys. It was very nice. It's always a pleasure. So, All right. Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Josh, and I've offended the homeless. <laughs> check, check homeless off the box. <laughs> okay.